Oh my goodness. I feel like I've, I've had a month-long hibernation. It's season two, guys. Season two of the PT Podcast. It's January 7th, 2022. If you would have told me in 1996 that I would be alive in 2022, I would have freaking called you a liar. That's what I would have done. I had no idea. And I, I thought for sure, for dang sure, that we'd be flying around in cars at this point. <laughs> flying. Flying. But no. Now I have to deal with the, some Elon crust or whatever. What's his name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. That's right. Electric cars. Like, had to plug in the cars. What? What? I feel cheaped out, man. And, and <laughs> I'm not into let, it. Here's the other thing I want to know. How come we don't have transporter rooms now? I mean, it was good enough for Star Trek. How come I can't beam myself to Scotland if I want to go? I just want to know these things. Anyways, I'm, I'm starting the year out griping. That's not good. January no. January 7th, 2022 is the start of season two of the PT Podcast. We're just getting back from our Christmas vacation and winter break. And we're hitting the ground running. You have an issue? You okay? What's wrong? What You're on. Am I? Yeah. Just all you had to do was all you had to do is talk. You'd find out pretty quick. I didn't want to interrupt. It's, it's, no, it's okay. So you want to be I'm starting well. a new year. It, I it's didn't a, interrupt you. It's okay, man. You got it. You got yeah. it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I mean, it's been forever. Is this thing on? Is is it on? Is can you hear me? That's hear something. Me that's something that I can, can quickly remedy, though, Steve. So uh, oh, no, anyway, Lord have mercy. <laughs> We're coming back from our Christmas vacation and winter break, and we're hitting the ground running. Season two is going to be phenomenal. I mean, yes. stinking phenomenal. We were just talking about it before we started some of the topics that we're getting into, um, and it's just going to be heavy and great and wonderful and just a whole lot of great topics that we need to be discussing anyway. So um, I'm here, of course, uh, with my I'm PT, by the way, if you didn't know that. Um, I don't know PT. if you didn't know that. <laughs> personal trainer. <laughs> personal trainer. Yeah, actually, I've had a lot of comments about that. The PT podcast is like, is, is this about physical training? Is it? No, yeah. no. Yes. No, if you've yeah, met no. me at all, it's not about physical training. You'll be sorely disappointed <laughs> if that's where you go. <laughs> all we of us with a hearty amen. Now, there is only one of us in this place, I think, that actively works out on a weekly basis. And even then, I think it's it's um, only guy. if he feels like it. <laughs> he did I worked out this morning. He did this morning. He did this morning. But uh, again, I say, in there. Steve, it's it's only only when he feels like it. It's only when he feels like it. So, anyways, uh, I'm I'm here with my my podcasting partners, uh, the the usual suspects. Todd, the Irishman Bergen. What's up, Todd? Hey, everyone. You doing good? I'm doing fantastic. You, you look phenomenal. Thanks, wow. man. Thanks. Thank you. I thank think you. he combed his beard this morning. Uh, Maybe. No, I just slept on it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it. <laughs> yep. Anyhow, he, he puts a Vaseline in it last night to, to hold its actually, shape. Actually, yes. I have this new crew stuff, you know? It's like pine tar. Excuse it's, me? It's, yeah, it smells like pine tar. Ooh, I need to try that. Yeah, you did put you a little. Did you get it for Christmas? In the yeah, woods out yeah. back, or no? I mean, well, I'm thinking that I could. I don't understand. All all he has to do is go rub his hand on some of them cedars that are outside, right. and he'll be fine. I don't right. know why he needs. Yeah, well, pine that stuff's tar. a little sticky. Yeah, it's a little it sticky. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. We you have firsthand experience for the nativity scene on that one, dude. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yes. Mm. That stuff, like when I was taking the bark off, slinging that stuff, and that sap went flying in my beard. I got a big old chunk in it one day. I was like, oh. That's Snap. what that hole is right there. Oh. Well, no, I, well, I found out. <laughs> I here, it was you know, the, the good news is alcohol takes it right out. It does. All right. oh. Yeah, Purell. Purell. Okay. Yeah. 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 It takes that pitch right out of there. Uh, by the way, just so you guys know, don't ever try to stick something on your dash and, and use one of your um, 
hand wipes, hand sanitizer wipes um, on the dash before you do that because it'll completely devoid any of the stickiness off of your sticker thing on your. Okay. I tried to use my my. I have a Vader because my my car is my truck name is Vader. Oh nice! Oh, and I like so I have name. a That's I have cool. a Vader bobblehead, bobblehead. and mm-hmm. I was trying to stick it on with the dash, and I it said to clean thoroughly clean the mm-hmm. dash before you mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. And I did. I that's what you were supposed to do. We are, but you, I think you're supposed to let the alcohol dry before you put the sticky stuff <laughs> yes, down. You yes, are. you are. You yeah, are. well, yeah. I didn't do that. So I put the thing down <laughs> thinking, well, that'll help it. And no, it didn't. No. And and now no, it's so completely sticky. devoid of stickiness. So yeah. oh. I need to name my car. I know what, what yours what is. What would you call it? I don't know. It's Jemima. And it's a Most, Dodge. Yeah. Jemima. And Jemima. No. Yeah. And Jemima. Yeah. It's What's wrong with that? Muscly. That's a very pretty name. That is a pretty name. Muscly. It's and you know what? Muscly. Is no. Yeah. No. It can't no. sound like syrup. Well, how about no. Mrs. Butterworth? Because I've got a bottle <laughs> that I can sell you. How about Serena? And you can put it right on the. You can put it right on the dash right there. You can like roll down and be like. You have what's wrong with I don't Mrs. understand. Butter. No, not Mrs. Buttersworth. No, I don't like Mrs. Butter. No. No. But I do like I like Jemima. Or I like no. S- Selena. Serena. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. Why not, dude? No. Serena. No. Hmm. You could name know. it since it's always breaking down on you, you could name it Eleanor. It has not <laughs> broke down. It's a Dodge, Eleanor. it will. Eleanor is the that's an awesome vehicle. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's already an Eleanor. I don't. I can't take that one. Well, but, yeah. That she's a Mustang. Yeah, yeah she is. And, and gone in sixty seconds. She was a. She, she was a, a Shelby Mustang. She's beautiful. But yes. that's what I mean. The only reason and why he named her that is because it, it broke down all the time. Her. What? Hmm. Yeah. No, no. Remember no, the time guy? when? You, oh, please, Eleanor. Please, 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 start, 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 please. And she started after he banged on the um, thing. Hey, it was. Uh, look, he I, just had to talk nice to her. Man, I'm telling you, it's yeah. not the way it is. That's not the way it is. It was because he always had a problem stealing that car. Hey, I can tell mm-hmm. you a tractor story just not too long ago. Bateman. How did we go from Dodge to tractor? I have no idea. Because it didn't Captain work one Rando day. <laughs> Hey, okay, now I see the commonality. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it now. My Dodge has always worked. (laughs) Only time it went down is whenever the battery went dead, and that happens on every car. Not mine. Not mine. When the battery goes dead, it does. No. What year is your car? 15. Okay, yeah. All right, I'm just saying Dodge is probably the only car that I know of that actually goes bad within six years of driving it. Yeah. And Dodge. All of the cars are that way, Tim. Is it a Hemi? Yes. Okay. Well, that makes sense too. Oh, yeah. have I have I told you, need, you? You need a good name for it. Have though. I have I told you my my idea for a Dodge commercial? I'm going to put this out there in public. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. I, I, I should right. get a million of dollars right now just for okay. this. Okay. So, right. well, nobody's so, heard the podcast yet. Super super. What? Oh, not on this one. Not yet. No, oh, no, they okay. haven't. But they, they've heard it on, on, yeah, we've had, we had quite a, quite a few views of last season. For our first season, I'm very, very Ooh. impressed with how many people actually tuned in. And we have, I don't even know. I have to look. It's, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Probably, yeah, at least one or two people. Uh, uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. One or two people. Um, anyway, so here, we, I want you to envision, you know, a, a Dodge truck, beautiful, yes. wh- whatever color you want it to. And the Ram. cameras, pen, whatever it is, whatever, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It's a Dodge. It's going to break down, so it doesn't it's matter. Ram. So as the camera's panning around and things like that, it, it, it focuses in on the Dodge logo. 
and and on the bottom it says the coming or not coming i got not coming excuse me hemi you know the v8 hemi and all that stuff mm-hmm. and all the all the stuff mm-hmm. and so just going around and you see this and inside you, you hear the, the engine you know yeah, up, the hemi, yeah you know that kind of thing sound. and you, you hear it real and and you pan into the guy and he's got he's gripping the the steering wheel and you see the rpm meter go up and yeah and all the things that you're thinking are right, this is great this is a great commercial about a car and you, you feel mm-hmm. the power and and the, the go to the passenger side and the passenger side he's just he's smiling and he's looking like yeah. this and he looks over and the, the driver's sitting there he's gripping and he's in pain he's going oh like that while he's revving up the engine and the guy goes dude what's wrong he goes bro i've got a hemi <laughs> the preparation age comes up <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh my god. Oh, you know this might get it. I know, dude. I'm telling you, man. Oh yeah. If they could pull it off. Why don't we why don't we make it? I I think we probably could and probably make a bet. Yeah. I say yes. I know somebody that's got a new truck. We can get him over here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That, ladies and gentlemen, is just a glimpse into the brain of PT. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm just going to tell you right now. There there are people that I know that own Dodges. I'm not going to name them by name because it would offend them, and I've already done that once. Um, But I'm I'm saying they own Dodges, and it's not because they want the Dodge. It's because they can't afford Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, see, I have to stop you there because... Fords and Dodges are the same price almost. I, I say first. When we had our business and we had Chevy's. several different crews running, we had Fords. And they were lemons. 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 You must have had a 2005s. They spent more time mm-hmm. in the body shop than they did on the road, and we hated them. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I, I might have spoken wrong. It's not. It's not because they can't afford Fords. It's because they can't afford Chevys. Let's let's put it that way. Because I remember having the conversation of the Duramax. And how that is the engine to have, and my mm. my my truck, you know, I, you know, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This engine has lasted forever, and mm-hmm. it's the best engine mm-hmm. I've ever had. And and then when when they went shopping, and they went and priced the mm-hmm. Chevy versus the, mm-hmm. the 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 Dodge. Um, hey, speaking of car names, we had a Chevy truck, and we called it the Money Pit. It's oh, still my. there. Oh, was it? Oh, was it the Trailblazer? We we still no. no we, it's the flatbed. I, it's the flatbed. It's out in the side yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still. It was a great. Car. It was a great truck, though. It was a great. A great, truck. great truck. It was a money until pit. it just wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> new engine. Well, I guess they're all great now until they're not. Training, yeah. But yeah, I think they just. How many miles did it have on it? Oh God, I have no 12. idea. I don't oh, know. No, there was there was a lot of miles on that car. It was like two hundred ninety two something thousand. Yeah, right now it's got a rebuild engine in it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got to rebuild the engine and, and, new, and, and new rear end. And yet it's still sitting in a field. Well, we're oh, maybe we'll see. We'll see. In all fairness, it's not like a Dodge. It, it didn't break down from natural causes. I, I, I have, yeah. Anyway, so, anyways, let's uh, let's let's go on from there. We're we're we are digressing seriously. Two of the other people to introduce. I mean, you've introduced. I know we we've we talked to Tom. We only got through one introduction. I, I know it's because Sorry, we haven't guys. talked in so long like this. I know, I know. it's crazy. Well, we said Todd the Irishman, and we got in that Let's conversation. Do, that's me. Now, and then we got Ball Beauty. No, the he was he was. Finish up with the whose podcast is this? Whose, po- whose podcast is this? You want your own podcast? You can introduce anybody you want anytime you want to. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you. I'm saving the best for last. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. I guess. Okay. Good save. Thank you. I live with Cheryl. All right. So the Ball Beauty himself, and he is extraordinarily bold this morning. 
Yes. It's because he worked out. That's why. Yes. And the wax that yeah. he got for Christmas. Oh, and nice. All those, all those spots buff out, mm-hmm. dude, I'm just saying. All right, so how are you doing, dude? I'm doing awesome. Did you have a good Christmas? Had a great Christmas, great New Year. It was awesome. Okay. He's coming in with a bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, had a great time. Good deal. It, it is, yeah. Okay, all right. And, and then the next, the next person, of course, the best for last, the author, the youth <laughs> pastor extraordinaire, um, free of COVID. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah. Joanna, hey. Joanna Grace. Yeah. yeah. Good morning. And, and you're feeling better. Oh uh, yes, I am on the mend. Thank yes. goodness. We were all yeah. sick last week. Yes. yes. Everyone, well, not Steve. I Steve wasn't. wasn't. Sick. You weren't. Steve's sick. always sick. He's sick in the head, but he's never no. sick like in, yeah. in sinus. He, he doesn't. This. I bet he gets sick now. No, do not even Whoa, 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 You said it. I didn't say that. You said it. I did not say it. He's the only one. He's the only one. behind me. Yeah, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He gets sick every summer. I don't want to get sick. Oh, you're a summer guy. He's a summer guy. He gets sick every summer. He gets sinus crap during the summertime. So I remember, yeah, I'm not going to tell those stories. That's plenty of stories to go around. We have plenty of time on podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so Christmas break. Any guys want to share stories about Christmas break? I I thought since you guys had talked to us last, we had Mobile Santa, mm-hmm. we had the Nativity scene, mm-hmm. um, we had a Christmas Eve communion, we had a sickness, and it, it seems like it that that's in order, right? Yeah. I mean, it was Pretty like much. yeah. Um, we we had we have a kids dating each other. Sick. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's been a hairball. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's <laughs> random. So, uh, and, and it started on Christmas day. It seems like it started on Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest son had like the sniffles and a little mm-hmm. bit of a cough. And so it's not anything that was really big for, for our family. And yeah. then started it. Then the 25th rolls around and we all get together and have, oh, and my gosh, you want to talk about the spread that we had at the house. Uh, we had ma- grilled mahi mahi. With Ooh. this this cream vet sauce Ooh. and um, I had no idea his dad could cook dirty rice. Oh gosh, yeah, and gumbo. Oh yeah, dirty rice. And, oh, yeah. Guys clean it first? oh dude, it was well because because we prefer <laughs> oh, dirty. That's I mean, don't so lie. You know you like dirty. it dirty. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh, yes. Steve. All right. So- <laughs> That was still, me, that was a Todd. <laughs> it's not even a Todd button anymore. It doesn't even matter, no man. It doesn't even matter because the Steve button is universal now. That's right. Steve? Oh, my gosh. Yep, yep. You don't understand. I walk in the house and my kids go, but on the first, no, that's not what they do. Do they? No, that's not on what the, they do. On the first, first Steve? There it is. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like and the other Actually, one. it's more like the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, on the first. Uh, uh, <laughs> <caught>. <laughs> so we, we had a great, but I, I noticed on Sunday morning, the 26th, when when um, we we started the the service, I was going, oh, this is throat's a little itchy, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. played played the set, and then we, we I did the sermon, and I had a gig that night, a ninety year old birthday party, um, that some well that 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 kind of English will mess you up. It was a ninety year olds, somebody was turning mm-hmm. ninety. We had a birthday party for her, me and Scotty, and we did the first song, and the first song we started was Mustang Sally, and I knew when I started the song. It we were wrong. we were in trouble, yeah, because mm-hmm. I could not, I couldn't, I couldn't get the notes out, and I looked over at Scotty, and he was his wide eyed, like, mm-hmm. "What's wrong with you?" And I just told him afterwards, "I can't, I can't do it." So he had to hold down the fort. Oh, um, and oh, by wow. the time I got home, now all of you know me. Yep, I never have heat on ever. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's cold no. outside. It's twenty eight degrees outside right now, and I have air conditioning on. I have my air conditioning seats on. I, I just, I don't <laughs> ever, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't even I don't even care how cold it is. Well, I'm in Colorado it's and it's so snowing. A joke right now, but and it do it. No, I can't say it on the air. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'll oh, tell me. I later. love you, brother. I love cold. You hot? Went. I'm hot. Is that what you said? No, nothing. Nothing. Do I, I? I didn't know my microphone was on. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Those of you that know me know that I don't ever have anything on but air conditioning. Even in my house, I keep the house at 68 or yes. 69 degrees. I know you hang me. Everybody that comes me. over to my house mm-hmm. gripes at me because it's so cold. I'm like, you guys get friggin' over it. Anyways, I'm on my way home from this gig. I have my heat up all the way to 90 degrees. I have the heated seats on, wow. and I'm still cold, shivering. Yeah, shivering. Um, so much so that I was so comfortable when I finally got home from Tyler. Um, in the heat the that I did not want to get out of the truck. Yeah. Um, in there. So get home, go to sleep, and I don't move out of the bed. I'm Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I don't move out of the bed. And I'm running fever mo- Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday was the first day. I didn't have it. We called off all the gigs from there. Um, and then Scotty calls me on Thursday. It tells me that he's sick. So, but in between those times, my, my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my, my grandfather, mm-hmm. Uh, my youngest son, my my wife, you, Todd, Kim, mm-hmm. uh, everybody else that I, I've I, everybody at the yeah. church. I mean, pretty much everybody. The two over two thirds of the church, Jim D, everybody, yeah, mom, yeah. every friend, yeah, everybody had got it. So we were on Sunday. Um, we had to make the call that we could not do regular service because nobody mm-hmm. was was well. Even Greg, Greg called me and said mm-hmm. that was the right thing because he always is like, are we doing service? You know, and mm-hmm. he's like, no, it, he can't make it because he's sick. So everybody, there was only one person that showed up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was Walter. Yeah. I don't know if he's listening right now, but Walt, Walt he showed will. up. He, he will. He's oh, listening. Wow. And he showed up and he's like, because he's brand new. And he's like, are we not doing service? I'm like, well, he didn't get the memo, man. So yeah, but it's been weird, man. Everybody. So wow. Joanna's just now getting over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of late to the party, and luckily mine wasn't as severe as everyone else's, so I don't know if I had some sort of weird little backlash thing from mom and Donnie and everybody getting sick, but mine wasn't nearly as bad as everyone else's, and I'm glad because it was bad enough. From what I understand, it's not localized. I mean, I've had had people tell me that there are people in Chicago that are, uh, it's just rampant right now in wisconsin jennifer mm-hmm. was saying people in wisconsin yeah. had to shut down mm-hmm. churches in wisconsin because mm-hmm. so i know that it's 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 in the air i don't yeah. know if it i know mine was not covid so mine was bronchitis and sinus infection but the way they talk about it is they're saying that it can be a combination of two things nowadays and so i'm not even going to get into covid or not covid i don't care i'm done with it yeah i didn't i'm i i got over it i'm not dead i wouldn't have minded i mean if the lord decided to take me home then I, i'm not going to tell him he can't do it but I'm not. I'm not scared of a freaking virus. I'm just not gonna. No. Not gonna freak out about it. Now there are other people that I would concern myself. My grandparents or my yeah. mom and dad and stuff like that. I, and other people, I, I get a little concerned about. I understand some of the decisions that are being made out there. I'm not one of those teetotalers that think that this vaccine is the most evil thing out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am going to say that, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of fear out there that doesn't yeah. need to be going on. But yeah. that's Christmas break for us, and I, I know that we're all kind of getting over the crud and. What about anybody else want to share anything? How did you know before all this stuff happened? My family went to Branson. We had a wonderful, wonderful That's time. That's right. You went. That's on awesome. Vacation. We did. We went on vacation, and it was fabulous. And I have got to share this video. I've got to show you guys this video. We went through this drive-through 
Lights Park, uh-huh. and they had lights for all the 12 days of Christmas. That's cool. And my little redneck family, it was really a bonding moment. Uh, we all sang the 12 days of Christmas terribly Good. Uh, as we Fun. were going through this park. And Donnie was recording the whole thing, and we didn't realize it. So... <laughs> Nice. So we, Why did you not bring this? I, I don't understand. I, I forgot all about it until just now. And I was like, oh, it's your, so, your phone, it's so your phone funny. Is right there. And my do you have husband, it on your phone? Probably. Yeah, you do. Yes. Oh, my. Just send it's it to kinda, me. Yeah, it's kind of a long Airdrop video. It. We'll have okay. to, I'll have to post it on my social media. Wow. Because it, it, it's great. And my husband trying to do the the fourth day of Christmas. And mm. it, it's so, it's great. We had a, we had a good time. Fun. Nice. I love my family. Like I like them as people. Yeah, you should. They're, awesome. they're great people. Yeah, I yeah, like your family fun. as people. I yeah. know, right? They're yeah. they're great. Not that I'm partial or anything, but <laughs> yeah, they're great. Well, it's not like you live with a word like that. <laughs> yeah. Sleep they're with not one always of them. Great. Because <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I do have three terrorists in the house. So. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you can't tell that to Donnie and Fran. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can't throw them under yeah, the bus yeah. like that. Your kids are angelic. Wow. I know your kids are angelic, especially that Casey. Mm-hmm. He's just they don't he's get more perfect than that child. He's he is. I remember when he's born. Yeah. Wow, I do. I you do. were there that night. I don't remember that. that he was born. Oh, oh. Yeah. How about how about this? How about this for the mind freak? You meet somebody at two years old. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Then what? Two weeks ago was it? How many? How long now? Is since Kennedy birthed? Oh, mm-hmm. oh yes, at the first. I've known that girl since she was wearing diapers, man, and now she's having babies. Yes, mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah, well, just babies, dude. Just, I'm just old. One. Just one. I'm just mm-hmm. one grandpa. Well, you never know, dude. Yep, know. They might they might, might think it's really successful and they might try for another one. I'm just saying. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you could speak they, that, if you could speak are. sickness over Steve, I can speak multiplicity no. of grandparent <laughs> children over you. Gotcha. Yeah. Lord, let Ben and Kennedy be fertile. Amen. <laughs> and rich. Because eighteen. <laughs> and rich too. Yeah, I like that. Oh, next Christmas is going to be interesting. We have another we another family that's about to have it. Oh, we're expanding like yeah. well, that's way to grow. Good yeah. reasons. I feel you. It's, yeah. it's it's weird. I have pictures of me with both of the girls that I have known since they were coming up in the youth group, mm. and we did youth stuff together when they were little, and now they're having now babies. They're having babies, and it makes me feel old. So. so. I feel old. You. Well, I feel I, you. here's old. Here's old. Where you young. come in and, and people that have not, you know. We're all young. We're swearing off church or coming into the church and, and they, they're just now getting into it and stuff like that and, and they're getting involved and stuff like that. And then now what, um, since 2008, it's 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now they're youth pastors. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Holy corn. Crazy. Right? Holy corn. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. What, what in the world? That's what God can do. That man, it's Amen. just amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. Well, that's great. All right, guys. So we, it's been a while. I think people really want to hear it. I think they really want to hear it. I think we're oh, going to wow. play a round of what would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? Yeah. Yay. So I've shuffled the deck okay. and placed certain cards up at the top so that I know that I can have uh, great questions for you. Yeah. For you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Perfect. You already right. rehearsed your question. No, I did not. I don't have any idea what's on uh-huh. the front. All right. So uh, today, we're going to start with the the best in the group, obviously. It's going to be Joanna. Joanna. Yeah, oh, Joanna. Yeah. All right. So, um, oh, this one's easy for you, Joanna. Oh, okay. Good. Would you rather. Easy. 
Yes. Would you rather have long nose hair or long ear hair? Nose hair. Whoa. I can see that. It's easier to trim. Yeah, but if you have long ear hair, your hair is long. You won't even know that you have long ear hair. There's no deliberation at all on that, by no, the way. No, like I can totally, like every morning trim oh, that You know what? Up. I'm going to amend this. I'm going to amend this. I'm going to amend this. Oh, okay, here we go. Would you rather have long leg hair Ooh. or long armpit hair? Uh-huh. I, I had to specify this for women because I, I know they have to shave both. Winter time. Summer wins because let me tell you right now, <laughs> you could braid the leg hairs because it's winter. Just saying. holy cord. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no woman likes to shave in winter. Okay. Oh my gosh. Armpit hair or leg hair. Yes. One or the other. We've already we already looped it. Dude, I would I would say I'd rather have the long leg hair. Would you? Yeah, there's something about the pits, man. You got to keep those clean. Like you yeah. just yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You have yeah. zero French in you, do right? You don't have any no. kind of French. See that that's no. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Cuz the French are like, yeah, let the arm hair grow. I can't do. Oh, no. French? I don't think no. it was. I can't yeah, do French. That was, that was terrible. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. That terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, you got to keep the pits clean. All right. Yeah. I'll sacrifice legs because eventually. That was that, a tougher choice, no, though, wasn't it? That so, hair, that hair yeah. does only get so long and then it quits yeah. growing. I don't know about armpit hair and I don't want to find out. I've seen pictures it's of women and men. They get long. Yeah. I mean, you could break. You could you you, seriously yeah, you break. break Some of them do. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. I can't. I can't do it. You know, it's okay until you it's go gross. to reach up for something. And then, you know, as you braid, you know. Do you have arm hair? Oh, yes. Of course. I got arm hair. Oh, so what's the deal? Why is it why is it okay for men and not for women? Because it's disturbing. Has anybody watched the the eighteen eighty three the Yellowstone spinoff? Put your shirt down, Todd. That's disturbing. There's There's a woman in the house, dude. She'll never be able to look at Dottie again. They'll just say it. There's there's a scene in that show where they show this young girl. Yes, and she's like reclining with her arms folded behind her head and she's got full on armpit hair and it. I, don't I had know no why. problem with it that. It is disturbing. I had no problem with that. I don't know why. Make like, sure you go in there with some scissors and kind of go, yes. hey, let me trim that up for you. I was like, oh, sweetheart, let me Lord fix that. Yeah. I had no problem with it. So weird. You didn't? No. Did you watch 18 years? I absolutely like, watched it. I know it. she's oh, supposed to be young. It. I mean, she's supposed to be a young girl, but I was like, man, that's like full on man pit hair. Wow. Wow. I, I had no problem with it. I just, I, I guess okay. now leg hair. Uh, yeah, I just can't do that. Yeah, my I, husband hates like I don't. I, I, I know. Yeah, there is nothing more. Yeah. So you know, I was I was walking in a Walmart, and that's where you're gonna find it. If you're gonna mm. find anything <laughs> freaky, you're gonna find it at Walmart. Amen. Walk Amen. into Walmart, and some lady had hose on, and there was hair coming out the hose, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like. I was like, take me to the, you know, mm-hmm. give me some Zofran, man. Give me some anti-vomit stuff. Because that, yeah. All right. All right. Here you go, Todd. Oh, Todd. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. my gosh. Your turn. We're getting a little political on this one. Oh, good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Would you rather? Trump. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't. Sorry, I'll listen There was the no hesitation there. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I didn't even have to play the Jeopardy theme on that. And that's not even an option. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, you lose. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather see Oprah? Or Arnold Schwarzenegger as the next U.S. president. You already gave us that one. Did you already give us? This I one? did not. Yes, I, I might have given it to him, but I haven't given it to Todd. You keep uh, your mouth shut over there. I had an answer. That's right, because you picked Oprah. You picked Oprah. 
I don't know who he picked. He I, did. He picked Oprah. It obviously had no bearing on what I was going to vote, so go ahead. I'm, I'm going to pick Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see the way he took care of things in Terminator? Yeah. No kidding. I mean, come I think, on. I think that's probably a James yeah. Cameron thing. I don't think it was an Arnold thing. Well, <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Arnold Palmer. Or <laughs> Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. That too. Uh, Arnold Palmer's dead, dude. <laughs> no, I think the drink. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. All right, Steve-O. Okay. Bald beauty. Yes. Would you rather eat a whole bag of marshmallows? Yes. Or a whole... Uh, I'm glad to give this to Todd because I already know mm-hmm. there would be no pause at all. Eat a whole bag of marshmallows or a whole jar of peanut butter at <gasps> once. Both. Ooh. <sighs> uh, peanut butter. You're going to do peanut butter. Mm-hmm. All right. Is, is it why? It'd just be harder to eat it. It'd take a long time. because that's So you would rather eat a jar of peanut butter at once than eat a whole bag of marshmallows? Yeah, I like peanut butter. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure. Mm-hmm. Marshmallows. I like peanut butter. Okay. Do you like peanut butter? I feel like you would yeah. get sick. You would get sick Off probably. one and not the other. Yeah. Yeah, it well, would take a while to eat the peanut butter because, you know, it's You'd like have to do it at once, thick. though. You'd have to do it all in one sitting is what it says. Can you mix it with milk? No. Uh, can you put, put chocolate one, with it? It didn't one, say so. Chocolate. Hey, one uh, sitting can last a long time. It can. It can. That's so, true. You you know, can ask photographers. They yeah. become peanut butter cookies <laughs> real quick. You can binge watch 1883 uh-huh. and just eat peanut butter the entire time. Yeah. yeah, I could turn them into peanut butter cookies and eat the yeah. whole jar. Oh, uh, yeah, you could, but that's I don't think that's what they were talking about. I know. Yeah. All right. Personally, I'd rather mix them That's what I'd be doing. Because I think that sounds good. All right, Todd. Okay. Hey, so, Tim. Yeah. We We all have to ask you a question. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather have your face painted on money, or face painted on money? Printed. Sorry, printed okay. on money, or or your own small town named in your honor, <laughs> Timville. Oh, could you imagine? That sounds like something right. I already out. have a street, Tim yep. Lane. Tim That's Lane. My middle name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim Lane. Tim Lane. Uh, oh no, I, I could see him cares? on a dollar bill. No, I could see you on a dollar bill. Okay, well, let's go to the dollar bill. I'm fine with that. Well, no, 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 no. Don't let me judge you or change you, sway you, or whatever. <laughs> no, it's I mean, not. I was, I was thinking I, the you town were money. Would there's you, a, there's would a responsibility a if you have like. I, I think as a well, either way, it's 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 kind of. I, I don't I don't like either one of them, but I'll I'll go with what? the money. I'll go with the money. Would you want? Okay, so what what bill would you want your face on? Well, I mean, I want it on the thousand dollar or the million dollar bill. I'd be million okay with that. Yeah, the million dollar bill. Yeah. Do they still print that? Yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's promise notes, promissory mm-hmm. notes, but yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, a million yeah. dollar bills are, yeah, they're yeah. rare, rare. They're yeah, so rare. I, I I definitely wouldn't want to be on ones because I know where ones go. Oh, yeah. I do too. Yeah, so I don't okay. want any. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen in sewage dollar bills floating. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't want any of that. Poor George, mm-hmm. bless his heart. Poor George. He did have wooden teeth, though. I will say that. So he kind of deserved it. But I'm just saying, right. right. All right. Well, there's the um, uh, would, you would you rather's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. that was a nice little round there. Um, I'm not going to do another one. You not? No, not not for now. I think next time we'll probably come in. We'll do the what the heck. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Those are the those are the really interesting questions that nobody wants to answer because, well, for goodness sake, they're what the heck? Why would you even ask me that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having some kind of celebrity in here so I can actually go through that deck of cards and ask him some really inappropriate questions all right so um today like what would you do with an orange peel that's not inappropriate is it it's random but uh, no, why saying. in the world would that be a 
I, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to think of why. Mm. I, I, look, yeah. I don't, either way. Just throw it away. Zest. Yeah. What? Zest. Zest. Yeah, that's why you use an orange peel for zest. Yeah. Or uh, you can put it in with cinnamon sticks on a, you know, like a, a water on the stove and turn it on real low and it makes your whole house smell mm. like cinnamon and orange and Christmas. Or it's if wonderful. you're Joanna, it burns. <laughs> oh, because you left the burner on? Yeah, because she oh, says, well, she yeah. says yeah. she's the only person on earth that can burn water, is what yeah. she's told me. Oh, yeah. wow. By her admission, she says yeah. she's the only person that can. So yeah. you're not allowed to do that, Joanna. Yeah, because mm. if you if you do let it burn, it really stinks. So yeah. if it's you're like going to do that. How do you know this? Accidentally let it burn. Yes. Bless your heart. Uh, right. yeah. Winning. All right, so um, deeper discussion today. We're going to be talking about fun topic um everything that we talked about last season uh we 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 kind of had a commonality of theme last season about the heart everything was about heart we talked about lying we talked about cussing we talked about santa mobile santa we talked about uh giving thanks we talked there's a lot of stuff that we talked about last season that it every every time we came down to it it had to do with the motive and the heart and why we were doing it and this is kind of starting the year off in the same kind of uh debate um, and speaking of, of orange zest, you, you I, I'm just saying, uh, well, let's go to Romans chapter 14. Um, and we'll kind of read this, um, topic today a little bit and get, get, get kind of a, a grasp on it. I'm going to go with Romans chapter 14 and I'm going to read kind of a lot of it. So you guys can understand the heart of what Paul is saying here. Um, it says verse one, uh, now accept the one who is weak in faith, but not to have quarrels over opinions. One faith, one person has faith that he may eat all things, but the one who is weak eats only vegetables. So you know how Paul thinks about vegetarians. Anyway, so um, verse three, <laughs> the one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat. And the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master, he stands or falls and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. So he's, he's talking about offenses to people that disagree with one another. Um, and he's, he's pretty much laying it out there. He said, listen, don't, don't let that be the basis of your offense. You need to accept anyone who's walking in the faith with you, even if they don't appear like you appear and they don't think the way that you think. And he's using meat in the, 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 the battle between one that eats vegetables only versus the one that eats meat. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now he hasn't even differentiated between the meat that sac that's sacrificed to idols or not. He hasn't even talked about that yet. Mm -hmm. He's just saying these two people don't agree. And you guys, you're walking in faith. If you're walking in faith to the Lord, then just accept the person, even if they don't agree with you. Some of you need to hear that at home. I'm just saying. Okay. So here we go. Uh, the one who eats is not to regard with contempt. The one who does not eat and the one who does not eat is to judge the one who eats for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge the servant of another to his own master? He stands or falls and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person values one day over another. Another values every day the same. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind and whose mind and their own mind. So the one who observes the day observes it for the Lord and the one who eats does so with regard to the Lord for he gives thanks to God and the one who does not eat it is for the Lord that he does not eat and he gives thanks to God for not one of us lives for himself and not one of us dies for himself for if we live we live for the Lord or if we die we die for the Lord therefore whether we live or die we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be the Lord of the, both the dead and the living. But as for you, why do you judge your brother or your sister? 
for you as well. Why do you regard, why do you regard your brother or sister with contempt? For we will appear before the judgment of God and has written as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow and every tongue will give praise to God. So then each one of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this. Let's not put an obstacle or stumbling block in a brother's or sister's way. I know and convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. But to the one who thinks something is unclean, to that person, it is unclean. So again, let's, let's, let's clear the air here. Paul is saying, what makes a thing clean or unclean? Is it the thing itself? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's what he said. He didn't say it's not. The, he said, it's, I'm convinced that there's nothing in and of itself that's unclean. Yeah. He, what makes it unclean? The person. The heart. The heart. Mm-hmm. The heart. I can, I can give offering with a wrong motive and it'd be bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can give with a pure motive and it'd be good. good. Okay. Yeah. But I'm the person that makes that good or bad. It's not even, even the Lord. He's not declaring that something is right or wrong. He's saying that what determines that is how you're thinking about that thing. Okay. So he says, for if we're at verse 15 now, for if because of food, your brother or sister is hurt, you're no longer walking in accordance with love. Do not destroy with your choice of food that person for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what is for you a good thing be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For the one who serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and approved by other people. So then we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. Do not tear down the work of God for the sake of food. All things are indeed clean but they are evil for the person who eats and causes offense. It is good not to eat meat or to drink wine or to do anything by which your brother or sister stumbles. The faith which you have, have as your own conviction before God. Happy is the one who does not condemn himself and what he approves, but it, the one who doubts is condemned if he eats because his eating is not from faith and whatever is not from faith is sin. So that's the entirety of Romans chapter 14. We, if you read Romans, it's full. I mean, great stuff of of conviction and uh, judgment and talking about um, offering your lives to Christ and dying to yourself and you know believing in the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. All that being said, that we get into the topic of alcohol, and it's always a hot button topic. We always have people that are either teetotalers, which is what what I mean by that is nothing. You can't, if anything touches your lips that has alcohol in it, then you are doomed and gloomed for, for, for death and destruction on in hell. Okay, you're a mm-hmm. sinner. Um, you don't deserve to live. Uh, you don't deserve to go to church if you're drinking. And um, there's, a, there's a big debate at this point in, in church world. And I hate that we're so divided on something so trivial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say that in the microphone, dude. Trivial. Trivial, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's incredible to me that this subject is more divisive than gossip. Mm. Agreed. I, I mean, I, I think that people would rather harp on this than they would drug addiction. I, I could be teetotaler on drug addiction. I'm, I, I think that it's, it's pretty much generally accepted that addiction to anything other than the Lord, is probably not a good thing. I, I can get on that. I can even get on board with the thought of pornography, which we'll be talking about later on in, in the season. I, I can even get on board with thinking that um, I'm a teetotaler on that. As, as somebody who's been affected by that hideous stuff, um, I realize that 
addiction to that stuff and putting your mind to that stuff. I can even get on the teetotal train on that. But when we start talking about um, vegans or vegetarians or things that you eat or not eat or any of these issues that alcohol is probably the most other than music alcohol is probably one of the most contested in the church world today um, when we're talking about substance and uh, an amoral thing okay and what do i mean by amoral alcohol obviously has no choices that it's making on its own Mm -hmm. although i will i will believe that there are some charismatic people out there that would say that alcohol has a quote unquote assignment to quote unquote, steal and destroy and kill everything that touches it. Okay. Which I, I mean, I can, I can see their point if they're looking at it as a disinfectant, yeah. <laughs> spraying it on the counter, oh you know, okay, gosh. well, it's going to kill everything it touches. Well, that's probably true. Okay. But um, I, I think that the debate here is a little bit deeper than that. And people are trying to, and, and hear me out, control and manipulate people's decisions. Um, and I think it's based out of a fear. Um, some people have grown up with, um, abusive parents they abused alcohol mm-hmm. um, they abused themselves um, they hurt other people with it and so that experience has led them to a fear-based mentality in regards to the substance of alcohol and so as i understand why people do this i want to have the conversation today with y'all about what do you where do you stand you know what what do you think do, do christians have any reason why they should be drinking alcohol is there place, are we going to hell if we're drinking alcohol? Is alcohol in and of itself evil? And let's have that discussion because I don't hear a lot of people, um, especially in East Texas, I, I think there's a lot of people that do and don't say anything about it um, because they're afraid. Uh, they, they misrepresent Romans 14 and they say, mm-hmm. well, I can't do it because it offends somebody. Well, if that's the case, these, these days, if you breathe, <laughs> you could offend somebody. offend somebody. Yeah, you're right. you're going to be yeah. in cancel culture because you took a stance on, uh, you know, whether or not gender should specify. I mean, if you look at J.K. Yeah. Rowling right now, she's going through uh, a bunch of stuff because people are are going crazy with this cancel and offense thing. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that people have found that it is easy to manipulate other people by mm-hmm. using the word offended mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. acting like. Um, well, it offends me that you do this. So I, I, let's let's go ahead and have that conversation. What do you guys think about drinking? And do you think it's do you, do you think it's as bad as what? I mean, let, let's have the conversation. Let me start with you, Todd. If we're, we're talking about alcohol and we're talking about um, does it belong in a Christian's life? Um, I, I'm not asking for personal representation, but uh, you can get there if you want to. What do you what do you think about it, man? Do you think that it has a place in a Christian's life? I think alcohol itself, like you said, it's, it's part of the heart. So if you're you're deeming it to be something that is evil, then I guess that person's going to say, no, it doesn't belong in the Christian's heart. So for me personally, I don't have a problem with drinking. I enjoy a good beer, and I love a great whiskey. Mm. So when it comes time to sit down, relax, whether it's around a bonfire or just chilling, you know, there's there's certain aspects of that that just is relaxing for me. It's mm-hmm. not something over the top. I don't take it to uh, um, an extreme. Mm. So my father was an alcoholic. He is recovered and hasn't touched it in years. But I'm sure if we had him on the podcast, he would say, no, you really, you don't need it. You don't need it because there's no place for it. And 
I guess from a social social aspect, there's probably not really a place for alcohol. As far as just I want to I want to have a drink. But if you're using it for, you know, medical reasons, or you're using it for, um, in the olden days, they, you know, antiseptics, you know, disinfectants. You know, you could put it in your gas tank. Uh, what? what? Did sure. you put it in your gas tank? Sure. The carburetor hold that? It'll burn it. That's what I thought, mm. yeah, because it has a, hot, a lot higher octane than... <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried to light... Yeah. Alcohol? Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. You can get some combustion out of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Just, just so we're clear, I, I and, and we're talking about disinfectants. I, I think that some of the disinfectants that are out there today have harsher chemicals and harder things on your body than alcohol ever presents. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know some people that just having bleach on their skin mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. years has has caused some really physical problems in their life. Mm-hmm. But how come these people who are teetotaling alcohol aren't t- talking about that stuff? And they're totally fine with having Clorox bleach on their counters, and that's totally okay, even though they have harsh chemicals and kill people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, we're, if we're using that logic, mm-hmm. then everything that can destroy needs to be gone. And, and, I, and I've always said, like, well, you're talking about social application. Okay, I guess everything can be abused. And the yes. person that has seen that abuse firsthand, like you're talking about your dad, mm-hmm. Um, because of his experience, he's saying, I can respect that. I can. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can respect somebody that has had that, that, that educational process in their life, and they're like, I can't be trusted to make a wise decision with this substance. I have to get this out of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what Paul's talking about in Romans 14, where he says, don't cause an offense to somebody, don't cause a brother to stumble with, with what, what you accept? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you think, like in the case of your father... Mm-hmm. It, it it would be unloving around him to be mm-hmm. drinking and yes. be 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 doing things Definitely. that might mm-hmm. cause him to have a, a relapse in in his in his stance. Well, yeah, I I mean I don't I don't fear that he'd have a relapse, but I know that when me and my brother are together with him and we're going out or maybe we're going to a bar just to have hamburgers or whatever, you know, uh, there's always that hesitation of sure. you, you you gonna get a beer. Yeah, I'm gonna get a beer. Okay. If you're gonna it, do it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna do it, then you know, Dad can hate you, and then I'll say I just followed his lead. <laughs> oh <know>. my goodness! <laughs> you're the it. one that's the he's. That's right. He's yeah, gonna I, take care yeah, of you. I'm gonna yeah, be fine. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you're younger than I am, so Dad can beat you. Mom, mama said. Mom, right. Mama said. My mama said. That's right. <laughs> I think uh, the fact that we have hesitation in those moments says something about the heart and the matter. Right. You know, if we're if we're contemplating the other person before we're doing these things, of of course, I think you could go overboard with that as well because then you start contemplating everybody that's in the room, and you're oh, I don't get that crazy. Well, I'm, there's people that but do yes, though. No, I agree. I there yeah, there's some people that that weighed out the difference. I'm not going to do this in public because somebody might have a perceptive thought process that I might be an alcoholic. Of course, they're okay with wearing a Trump hat, but they're, you know, right. even though it might offend somebody, they're perfectly okay with that, but they, they won't, you know, they when it comes to a beverage, yeah, it's, oh my gosh, somebody's going to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. again, I see duplicitousness in the way that we, in our scope of how we are um, delineating this verse in the scripture, the offense thing mm-hmm. you can go psychotic with, sure you mm-hmm. can. or sure. you can be completely arbitrary and say, well, it's all about what I think. 
And then yeah. it then then it's then it's not then, then there's something wrong I think in the heart there as well. But we mm-hmm. can talk about that later. What about what about you, Steve? We, we're talking about alcohol. I know that when we were kids, we grew up in a yeah. Um, and I think now we have vastly different um, perspectives. Yeah. Um, you and I, uh, I, and I'm not I'm not representing yet what what I'm saying. But uh, I think you know what what do you think? Do you think alcohol is is evil inherently, and do you think that that um that we should be staying away from it because of that and and why i mean what what what, what's your what's your thoughts about alcohol i'm interested to hear okay so definitely in todd's explanation his dad definitely struggled with that alcohol and and it it took over his life he didn't have control of it it had control of him is that true yes okay so if you know so now he knows that if he allows anything to be a doorway for that to control him again, he's gonna he needs to stay away from that. His father, so alcohol, yeah, his father needs right. to stay away from that. Right. Um, and uh, a lot of the people have came out of that where the alcohol did control them, and now they're they've got their life right with God, and then some of them, well, okay, I'll just they know. That, that they can't, that that has a, the possibility of controlling them again. And sometimes the enemy will use that as if they'll just start doing just a little bit. They can have that slow fade and get Which back is, to where they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can and, understand that perspective. So I think the people that, that they know they have a issue with that and they don't want to go back there, they need to keep that stance to stay away from it mm-hmm. and have that boundary set because they need that boundary. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody has that problem. I understand some people can have control and not allow the alcohol to control them. Um, and those people, you know, I don't think God's going to condemn them just because they can't, uh, just because they they um, have, have a drink if they don't allow that to control them. So I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not staking the stance of like the assembly God and you can't drink ever, you know. But if you if you have if if the Lord or the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and say, hey, I don't want you doing this, then you need to obey whatever God, because you said it's an attitude of the heart. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, but you don't need to. You don't have to uh, project your your what your heart onto other people. Let yes. God and the Holy Spirit deal with them in their place now if you know that they have um issues uh with with alcohol and they can't and it has control of them then i would think it would be unwise for you uh even though you do have the ability to control your alcohol to to drink in front of them because then you could you could be a stumbling block to them and i think that's where paul is getting be careful that you don't put yourself at a place where you cause your brother to stumble. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if you have knowledge that, mm-hmm. because I think you go crazy, like we were talking about, I, mm-hmm. if I walk into a bar and I don't know anybody there mm-hmm. and um, I could go crazy trying to worry about what everybody else is going to think. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing something totally different. I'm not, I'm not contemplating the Lord in that equation. I'm, I'm just worried about what other people are going to think. Yeah. And, 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 and I think there can be a, an attitude of love and a heart of love in the abstaining in public. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a time, a hard time with that at all. In fact, <laughs> I, um, I, as a general rule, unless there's something going on with my voice or I, I don't, 
I don't try to drink a lot in public. I don't think that's something that I, I need to do. Um, but it, I, I don't, I don't, it's not a religious mindset. If I, mm-hmm. if I, I don't, I'm not making a big box that says here are the places that I can and here are the places that I can't, because I think there are moments in our lives where if we're not careful, that heart of I'm worried about what other people are going to think, um, drive us more than the heart mm-hmm. of, I, I want to be available to do whatever you need me to do here. Yeah. And I think that attitude to the Lord is more important in obedience to the Lord. Um, and I think convictions are for a purpose. I don't think yeah. they're purposeless and I don't think they're arbitrary. I think God, mm-hmm. uh, and, and let me, let me, let me put it to you this way. Um, let's get really hairy. Okay. I mean, have you ever looked at a guy? What? Are you looking at me right now? I'm looking at mm-hmm. you. There yeah. are some, some people out there who are male that find me attractive. Oh yes, Tim. Uh, not not you, Lord. Please don't let it be you. <laughs> oh You've seen gosh. me in my underwear, and if that's a problem, really, we need to have a talk. Okay. Really awkward. Um, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, there are people. I, I'm I'm making this an extreme example. Uh-huh. Okay, you can look at me bare chested and have absolutely no thought about it. Yeah. Because sure. because <laughs> me me and you are not we're not built that way. Okay. Yeah. That, that no, Todd, no, don't do no. that. God, uh, sure that Todd Todd has shown us his chest. He's had his thing <laughs> after Christmas break. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Um, anyways, so, um, Not my notebook, you, so I don't see this. obviously, obviously conviction will be different for you than from a man that struggles mm-hmm. with the view of, mm-hmm. and so it's not arbitrary. It's based on the personal relationship with Christ. And mm-hmm. he's dealing with that person differently than he's dealing with you. You don't have the temptation of looking at me and mm-hmm. thinking, oh my gosh, he's hot. Now the person that would, and I'm not saying there's a lot of them out there. I'm just saying that they're somebody that could and that conviction would be different he needs to stay away from that but that doesn't mean that it's cookie cutter Mm -hmm. just because it's good for you doesn't mean it's good for someone just because you can look at me and not have a problem doesn't mean that he can and that's i think that's what paul is saying he Mm -hmm. said just because you can eat meat yeah doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you need to try to enforce that he needs to eat meat and Mm -hmm. i think it goes vice versa just because you can't eat meat doesn't mean you need to enforce to the other person that that he has to you know he has to be a vegan. That's the, you, you, mm. you, that doesn't need to happen. So I think that this is a, a two way street, as with everything with the Lord. Um, I, my my belief is that I need to consider first and foremost my first love. If alcohol is getting in between me and my relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. then it's got to go. go. It's got to go. go. Agreed. Because yeah. He's priority. Yeah. If if I believe that it is a problem between me and the Lord, then. That's what he's saying. Be fully convinced in your own mind. Mm-hmm. If you believe that it is it is not a faith, then you need to stop. Now, I've had pastors, and I'm telling you, man, I, the, the way that this has been represented in the pulpit is 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 horrendous. It, it's manipulation at its best, um, mm-hmm. where they've gotten up and they've had an IBC root beer bottle, and they are personifying that he's got a beer in his hand, and he goes, here, I'm doing this for the glory of the Lord. Look at me, I'm the blah, 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 blah. And he's, he's making fun of those people that are mm-hmm. drinking as if that's their heart when they're drinking, that they don't care what God thinks. And I, that's a misrepresentation completely mm-hmm. of some, I've met some great, great folks that have no problem drinking a beer at their meal, and they are holy and love the Lord with mm-hmm. everything they've got. They they The fruit yeah. in their life, it's, it's evident. It's evident that they love Jesus. And the people that are doing that, number shaking the ibc root beer bottle because they would never bring a beer bottle inside the the house mm-hmm. of god mm-hmm. um and they're they're really just passionate beating their brow beating their chest and beating their hands on the pulpit saying that the fact that you drank a beer means that you're spitting in the face of god and that doesn't do anything glorifying to god and i've had people challenge on that um i'll tell you that story in a little bit but I, again 
the person that thinks it's okay doesn't need to enforce to the other person that doesn't that they need to follow suit. And mm-hmm. I think it goes vice versa. A lot of people in the name of offense say that, well, because there's a possibility of offending, you just got to get rid of it completely. Mm-hmm. And I, th- that logic falls apart really quickly um, because you, if you're getting rid of it completely, let's, 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 I'll always take it extreme. Yeah. If it's, if it's good for the little, mm-hmm. it needs to be good for the lot. And if it's not, then it's not logical. Your, your, your balanced approach is great in some areas, but if you're going to teetotal, you better teetotal with me. I, that's just the way I am. Okay, Joanna, what do you think? I know you've got kind of a u- unique perspective. You've kind of come out of um, religious background a little bit in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what do you think? I mean, do do we really need it? Is this something that we need in our life, or is this something that we can just get rid of? What do you think? Well, if you want to define, I mean, if we want to go define a need, no, we do no, not no. need. We don't need it. No. We don't need burgers. We don't, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't no, know. Like burgers, if, if we don't know, need pizza. We don't need pizza. Shut up. You shut no. your mouth right now. You don't even say that. Now, that is. I got news for you. People need pizza. <laughs> I need pizza. I te- I, teenagers, man. Teenagers need pizza. Hallelujah. Okay. That's true. Yeah, I I'm half know. the man I am today because of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm twice the woman I was back then because of pizza. <laughs> amen. Um, no, I'm not saying amen to that. That's like, <laughs> you can't let it control you. Oh my god. Okay, we'll talk um, about that in a second. Go ahead. But no, we we don't need it now. Enjoy it. Yes, my my husband and I we fully enjoy. He enjoys his beer. I enjoy a mixed drink. Um, it's not one of those things that we. It's not an everyday. He he likes to come home from work and sit in his chair and relax and have a beer, and I don't have a problem with that at all. He has worked hard. He's he does physical labor, and if that soothes him in the evening so that he can relax and rest and enjoy his time off, I am all all for it. Um, but you know, kind of going to what you said, we have a couple in the church who does not like to drink. And when we have them over or have had them over in the past, we do put the alcohol away out of respect. That's great. It's not a it's not a conviction thing. I know they don't they're not gonna fall into alcoholism, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I I respect their point of view. Yeah. That's and good. it's not a necessary thing that mm-hmm. we sit down with yeah. a meal and have alcohol. So out of love and respect for mm-hmm. those people I don't, that's fine. You yes. you know, if, if, if you're not into that kind of thing, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would like to argue that it is because of a beer shared between two people that we, my husband and I came to crossroads or stayed at crossroads. I was stealing my thunder. Stayed at crossroads. <laughs> So you, she I mean, didn't tell I'll the whole story. Let, I'll yeah. let you tell a little bit of the story, but I did come from a little a, bit. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah, um, I did come from a a pretty strict Baptist background. Of alcohol is a sin. It it's a gateway to all things hell. You cannot do it. Um, in fact, when Donnie and I first started dating, my dad and my stepmom took us out to dinner and they you know were trying to get to know donnie we were i think we were newly engaged anybody that knows donnie 
at this point, you're going to have to know that Donnie, Donnie, if you're going to sit down for a steak or anything, uh-huh. th- there's going to be gonna beer beer. involved. Yeah. 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 He's a beer connoisseur. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Texas beer. Yeah. Texas, Texas beer. beer. Yeah. Or a Miller Draw Light. Draw the line. Yeah. No Yankee yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I know water. It's either water or yeah. chocolate. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we, we went out to dinner and they, he ordered a beer and they refused to pay for our meal uh, because he ordered a beer and they were not going to spend their money on alcohol. And he didn't want to support that. Yeah. yeah. And Nani said, that's okay. I'll buy your meal. You know, like, don't hurt me. He says, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a grown man. I'll drink what I want to. Um, so, you know. That, does, that does sound like him. Yeah. It's a great first impression to make on your oh my gosh. dad, but you know, whatever. Uh, but, and they were very hard on that for a long time. And it, it took years for them to finally relax about this him is, having this is, a, this is who? Your, your parents? Or my, your, yeah, your, my your, dad and my stepmom. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it took a long time and, and after a while it, it made him uncomfortable to the point where he didn't necessarily want to go out with them because he felt like they were judging him and looking down on him because he had a beer, Yeah, you know? And so it, it causes damage in that regard to a relationship. If you start judging people on stuff like that, it causes damage. We didn't want to spend time with, Mm. you know, people who look down on us just because my husband had a beer at dinner. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always been the one that says that judgment is okay. I, I, I'm okay with people holding me accountable. Um, yeah, but you don't have to be ugly about it. No, no. I was, I was about to counterbalance on that and say <laughs> that there's a, there's a difference between good judgment and being a horse's butt. Mm-hmm. And I, what I've noticed is the people that are the harshest critics about these surface level stuff are the ones that are hiding the deeper stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're hiding from things and they, they would rather be harsh on the smaller stuff. So people strain a gnat mm-hmm. so that they can swallow their camel. Right. Um, do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah. The most, the most vocal people about the surface level sin are the people that are engaging in the heart. And I know I'm generalizing here and not everybody's like this. I got it. I, I know that it's a generalization. So you can call me out on that. I, I fully realize that this is a generalization and maybe there are people that are harsh critics about some of this stuff. But most people that I know that are harsh critics about surface level things, in my experience, and I've, I've been in ministry for about 27 years now, um, the harshest critics and the most religious people are the ones that are engaging in the worst and the most heinous crimes against the Lord. Um, I'll, I'll say this just experientially. If you look at the scriptures, um, Jesus got on to the Pharisees and they were hiding he, he literally said, you're whitewashed teams. You look mm-hmm. great on the surface, but you're rotting from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And I would say that even in what we're talking about, I mean, that, that holds true. We're, we're talking about mm-hmm. those individuals that are looking at surface things. And then deep down, they're hiding some of the most heinous and horrific things um, that, that deep, deep rooted that everybody in, including scripture um, would look at and go, this is, that's sin. That's, that's it. Nobody agrees with that. Everybody mm-hmm. understands that yeah. this is not something that you should be engaging in yet. Drinking's wrong. And I don't want to support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I say, you know, there's gotta be, there's gotta be an accountability, yeah. but there's a big difference between accountability and then running away from your right. reflection. Well, and it lost a, it, it, it 
it put a bad taste in my husband's mouth about quote church people and he swore off church well, and he he was done he, he didn't want to ever go back to a church again well why couldn't they have just you know paid for the meal part and just explained to him that this yeah but just to explain to him okay in my convictions i don't want to pay for alcohol do you mind mm-hmm. paying for your own alcohol i'll take care of the if they worded it that way, I'm sure it would have been fine. Uh, yeah, it would have been fine. No. But it was almost no. it was almost like a punishment. No. <laughs> Todd's over there like, no, because, shut your mouth. Uh, and I'll say I'll say why. I'll tell you why. Because my in laws my in laws did that when we moved to Texas here. Uh-huh. We had we went out to dinner one night. We went to the Texas Roadhouse. But they may have a conviction and they don't want to pay for that. Right. You know, they did. that's their that, conviction. And that would have been fine. That's what I would If they would have been, been kind about it and said, you know, we just don't we don't support that. So if you could yep. pay for your own beer, we would appreciate that. Still sits funny. It would not have, it would not have bothered us at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it would have. It was. <laughs> oh, come on. Think so. it yes. Donnie. Uh, well, Donnie. Yes. Oh, Donnie. Yeah. Yeah. There is no uh, try. You know. Uh, you know. Because it's their conviction. They should be able to live by their conviction. They want to stay with their conviction. Yeah. As much, that. as much as we can't be offended at, at, at somebody not partaking we can't be offended when they're making their conviction stance. I think you have to be balanced in that approach too. If somebody says, "I'm not." There's a kind way to do it. Yeah, there's know, a sure, forcing absolutely. yourself on. Absolutely. In that in that specific instance, though, the heart was shown by the actions that they took. Mm-hmm. So when you're yeah. saying, "Well, why couldn't they?" Well, your heart's different towards it. Of course, mm-hmm. you're thinking more on a. Uh, I want to think about the person and yeah. still and still uphold my conviction. Yeah. Whereas I think in that moment, what, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. I'll correct you if you're wrong. In, in that no. moment, um, <laughs> and joyfully, I might add. Yeah. Um, uh, we, in, in that perspective, they weren't concerned about the person, they were only concerned with how their people were going to perceive them. Yes, oh, because we had alcohol at the table and their church that. people oh, may have come oh. by to see it. Well, that's why you have that. red solo cups that. at all Baptist functions. I'm just exactly. saying. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Imagine, imagine people's, yeah. imagine people's, um, uh, that come from that background, <coughs> Joanna, Donnie, um, where they, mm-hmm. they, they have sworn off church because of those things. Mm-hmm. And imagine walking into a church function and mm-hmm. not having red solo cups in <laughs> that function and not having well, to hide ladies. and not having to hide your, yeah. your conviction or your stance. And then seeing across the table, somebody that has that conviction that isn't partaking and nobody's looking at them as if they're mm-hmm. bad or terrible. Yeah. Everybody at that table is walking through life with the Lord in relationship. And that is the model. I think the church has got to personify. Mm-hmm. It isn't yeah. about the surface level stuff. It's about your heart. Um, the, and what yeah. she was alluding to, I'm going to say this story because that, this is my. I love this. Tell story. your story. I'm going to tell the story. All right, but I'm going to tell you, it. Would you like me to do the the preface first of? No, how I, this I, okay, I, go I'm going to I'm going to give you the 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 I'm going to give you the the full meal deal right now. I don't I don't even care how long this things take because this is an important conversation. Um, I'm sitting in a Bible study of men, and we have been going on for about thirty minutes about the the perils of alcohol and how bad alcohol is. And this guy's talking about how terrible it is. And at the end of it, he's going on his right. He's standing up and he's talking to everybody and he's, he's wa- waving his arm. He goes, can anybody in this place tell me anything good that's ever come out of alcohol? Anybody. And he stops and he's pausing. Well, everybody knows I'm a pastor yeah. in this Bible study. Um, and not everybody knows my stance on it. So my hand went up. And he stopped and he got 
his eyes got about as big as baseballs. I bet he did. Mm-hmm. And he goes, really, Tim? I go, yeah, you asked. He's like, okay. Waves his arms up and sits down and looks mm-hmm. at me like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I had a marriage retreat at Crossroads. And I, listen, I have a drink every now and again. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mince mm-hmm. words. It, it happens. I'll I'll drink beer. I like Grand Marnier. I'm, I, these are things that are especially after a, a full day mm-hmm. uh, of singing. Um, Grand Marnier is one of the best things that I I have found for my voice. It, it clears out the mucus. It it coats mm-hmm. afterwards. It's like Vicks Formula 44. Only it tastes a whole heck of a lot better. <laughs> Anyways, I said so. I, I will. Surprise. I will do that. Yeah, it might be twice the price, but it tastes good. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, so um, I, I didn't tell them that, but what I did say was we went to this marriage retreat, and um, in, in in my recollection, uh, we get there. Cheryl places. Uh, we get to this restaurant called the Sotlick in Austin, and it's just it's heaven. When you when you walk in, the the, the barbecue pit is right to your right, mm. and it's just full of of meat and so smells mm. like. Yes, I believe that the marriage supper of the lamb is going to have that smell. <laughs> Anyways, and so I I walk in and um, I'm thirsty. I am, and I'm thinking, well, you know, so it's not like and you got to realize we we started crossroads on the premise of loving God, and loving people. I wasn't about judging people or trying to change people at the door. I just I wanted people to be real. And so one of the things I I wanted to do was be disarming about alcohol. If somebody was going to be turned off by that kind of thing they could have that conversation with me but i wasn't going to hide myself because i didn't think that that was that that was more pharisaical than it was christ-like and Mm -hmm. so i i told cheryl i said listen nobody's here yet i'm gonna go ahead and go to the bar and i'm gonna have a drink so cheryl's staying at the door to make sure that she could tell everybody she's getting our table all set and ready to go and we had a pretty large group that were Mm -hmm. coming in from from east texas so i went to the to the bar and i got a, a tall shiner and I'm sitting there with a tall shiner, and uh, up walks this guy, um, and I don't know him. I don't have any idea who he is. I'm, I'm sitting there talking to the bartender, and and uh, I'm, I'm drinking the, the shiner, and uh, the bar bartender said, what are you having? And uh, this is how I remember it. Now, correct me. I, I could be wrong here, and I think I am, so go ahead. I, I, evidently, Donnie and, and, and Joanna were there before. Yeah, we had we had arrived. All the church people were caravanning, and my husband did not want to caravan with church people. And what was his stance about church? He he didn't want to go to church. He was done. I was dragging him to this marriage retreat. I think I remember the, you said with, with a, the promise of Salt Lake, like we're going to Salt Lake. And didn't you say if you go to this thing, I'll never ask you to go yes. to anything again? Yes. 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 So because we we had we had been fighting about about going to church. Wow. And so we were we needed the the marriage retreat but i had you didn't know it but you needed yeah Yeah. we didn't know it but uh but yeah i had told him i'm like look just come and if you see that these people are different you know i won't i won't ask you again if you don't have a good time and and you don't like these people then that that's fine this obviously isn't the place for us if if we can't get on board with this so so they're at salt lake before we get there and evidently donnie's at bar i didn't know him yeah he's a little cranky and he comes in and because he doesn't want to do it well well i'm having a beer if i'm going to come in here and i'm i'm gonna gonna have a beer and i don't care what these church people think about it i said okay go ahead that's that's fine (laughs) go ahead so he he walks up to the bar but he didn't know what shiner was no, he didn't know what. He, he didn't was. know what shot it. This, this, this is my end. You ready? You ready for this? So I'm sitting at the bar, 
and um, he's, I guess he's there. I didn't, I didn't buy, I didn't understand. I, I guess I don't know why I don't remember it that way. I just remember walking up and him not being there, talking to the barkeep and the bar keep, gives me a tall mm -hmm. and Donnie comes up and I, I say, how are you doing? He goes, I'm doing fine. And uh, he says, goes to the bartender, says, I'm going to have a, a beer. And the barkeep goes, what, what, what do you want? And he, he looks at me and he goes, well, what are you having? And I said, "Well, I'm. I have a. I have a Shinerbach. Is it? Is it any good?" I said, "Oh man, yeah. They make it in Texas. It's great. It's one of the best beers ever." He's like, oh. "I said, well, you want one?" He goes, "Yeah, I'll take one." I said, "All right, put it on my tap." Mm -hmm. And so, good bartender goes off, gets a tall, and, and puts it in front of Don. Don starts drinking it. <laughs> He's like, "Man, this is real good," you know. <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, it's. I, I love this. So this is good stuff." And and about that time, Joanna walks up and she she said, "Oh, I see you've met my pastor." Mm -hmm. And Donnie's eyes, I'm not kidding you. When, He's when about to fall out. He, his eyes got almost like when I was talking about the eyes got as big as baseball as the guy that was challenging me on if anything come, mm -hmm. good comes from. Mm -hmm. I think the Lord knew exactly what needed to happen mm -hmm. with Donnie because his eyes got big. And his, this is exactly how. And if you know Donnie, this is how it sounds. He goes, you're pastor of this church. I said, yes, sir. He goes, and you're having a cold beer. <laughs> and I said, yeah, is that okay? He goes, you're pastor of the church. You bought me a cold beer. And I said, yeah, is that all right? He goes, Oh, I'm coming to this church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. And has he stopped coming? Nope. And has he been more involved in any other church he's ever been in? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's been, mm -hmm. he's been wow. a deacon. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, and he has inserted himself in his family more. He's is, mm -hmm. I mean, the John's relationship get better. Oh yeah. That, that weekend changed everything wow. i mean being in a group of people who were and and that night we had a couple with us who did not drink uh -huh. and so they they were sitting there not drinking their alcohol we had another couple who thoroughly enjoyed their alcohol oh my uh, gosh. you know what i mean Too much <laughs> i mean it, it was just but there everybody was just open about it there wasn't any condemnation um and we we had a great time I mean, it was a it truly was a had a great time. time, and he ended up making friends with Tim's dad and and a few of the other men in the church. And it, of course, the marriage retreat itself was awesome. It was okay. Mm -hmm. And so on the way home, we had a lot of very good discussion. Wow, him and I That's about great. marriage and church and what this is going to look like. And you mm -hmm. know, he was still hesitant because it meant he had to give up Sundays. You know, it was kind of our, our lazy day. And, uh, but when he really started coming and really started seeing the difference of a relationship based theology, I hate to say, yeah, theology, I hate to say religion that, cause that, yeah, no, um, <laughs> but, uh, relationship based Faith. versus here's your checklist of do's and don'ts that don'ts. are going to get you in the door of heaven. None of that works. It It's totally different. It's yeah. it's a totally different mindset. Yeah. And, I mean, over the first few years of us coming to church, it was like everything thawed out in his attitude between, his, like, himself and church people. It, it was just totally different. I, I think there's balanced approaches. And, and, again, we're not talking about the obvious things, but... The Bible doesn't expressly forbid alcohol, but it does expressly forbid drunkenness. drunkenness. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it does say, don't be given to much wine. It yes. says, the, you know, be sober-minded, be vigilant. It, there's a lot of commands in the Bible that talk about not giving yourself over to much wine. Mm-hmm. But you need to understand that the Bible is teaching moderation. Yeah, It isn't teaching legalism. Right. And in, in your fear that people are going to fall, you become pharisaical. And you become controlling, and you become manipulative, and that is exactly what Jesus came, and that's what Paul says. For this reason, Jesus came and died and rose again, so that one person could have that conviction, and you have another conviction, and still be walking with the Lord with the same heart. It wasn't about the legal standard; it was about the relational standard. Mm -hmm. And the more people grab a hold of this, then the availability to have those moments with people that are so guarded Mm -hmm. and so extremely upset at the church for being duplicitous Mm -hmm. and hypocritical, then the guards come down and they actually begin to fall in line in a relational way with Christ. And and that's I think that's the power of the moment. I don't think that's that's the standard. I I, I know that there are things that alcohol has done. Yeah, I say absolutely. Hold on, hold on. Let's be clear. It's not alcohol. Alcohol doesn't do it. Yeah, alcohol, alcohol is amoral. I said it on the t- like this thing. I, I could drink this and die. Don't do that. It's hand sanitizer. Okay, but yeah. it has alcohol in it. But if I set it down on the table, never use it, what's it doing? Nothing. It's harmless. There's no freaking assignment in this bottle. There's nothing assigned to this at all. I assign it. And people utilizing that and saying in the spiritual realm, and I'm man, I will fight this with people. Your manipulative tactics, sitting there pointing your finger at everybody else and telling them that they've got to measure up to your standard and it is completely arbitrary. What you're doing is telling me that what's acceptable for you has to be acceptable for everybody else. But you're not even consistent. You're sitting there teetotaling everybody else, but I guarantee you when you get sick, you're sucking down NyQuil. Mm. I guarantee you you're using disinfectant with alcohol in it. You're not mm-hmm. teetotaling. You're just doing it because you don't like the perception in the community. And mm. you can wear, you have no problem. Like I said, you have no problem wearing Trump hats. You don't care how it offends people, but you're totally okay with doing it. Mm-hmm. But man, when it comes to alcohol, holy corn. Well, that that's because Trump is right. And I, I'm just saying he was a butthole. He was. Trump, everybody, even the people that love him, said mm-hmm. that he was a total, he was not a politician. And it offends some people when people take that stance, the hardline stance. Well, you, you're all concerned about offending people when it comes to alcohol. But man, with your politics, mm-hmm. I've read your Facebook page. Mm. <laughs> I know who you are. Get it. So let, let's be clear. <laughs> The power of the moment is your heart, and if you are utilizing a a surrendered life to the Lord, do you not think that sitting at the marriage supper with 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 his disciples and Jesus at and and really there wasn't too many disciples with him yet. He hadn't started calling them out, but he was at the Canaan wedding, and his mom comes up to him and says, "We're out of wine." Okay, now I know that there are some people that want to go into the Greek and the Hebrew and go, "Well." technically that the wine that he produced had no alcohol in it well that's not true because they got drunk yeah and they said it was the best it was the best that they had ever had so you know so crazy someplace else i'm stocked up right now okay what i'm saying is jesus turned that water into wine so that the celebration could continue now you want to look at jesus and tell him he produced evil anybody anybody want to raise their hand and put that there that didn't fly i'd like to be there I would have liked to have been there. I would too. have liked to have been there. Can you imagine Jesus wine? He's so good. He's, I bet you get a really good one. You, you mark my words now that you said this, somebody's going to produce it. 
Jesus, yeah, Jesus, I see something in C3 Serenity. Uh, oh, oh my gosh, oh, we're growing grapes now. Oh my gosh, yeah, we are. oh my gosh, here, here. Yeah, we are. We, we can throw the here. baby out with the bathwater and not begin. To, and Jesus I, <laughs> I really like what, what Todd's talking about, what, what Steve's talking about the sensitivity to the understanding that people have convictions, and because they have convictions, I want to consider them and esteem them higher than myself. I, my grandparents are teetotalers. They, mm-hmm. man, they don't even, they don't even walk into movie theaters, mm-hmm. even with passion of the Christ. They did not watch that movie in a movie theater. They will not do it because they don't support that's Hollywood. Their, that's, that's their, their conviction. conviction. I have no problem with that. I respect yeah. my grandparents yes. at a level and esteem. Everybody knows me knows that. Um, I, I also respect my parents, but my parents are not teetotalers. And there has been consistent battles between those two things about, you know, you can't and you can or whatnot. I think we've got to get to the place where, yes, we esteem each other higher. If we know what's going to offend them, we're not going to do it. At Christmas dinner, I'm not pulling out my grandma and trying to serve it to my grandpa. Okay? It's not going to happen. However, I'm going to say that I'm not expecting him either to come to my dad when my dad has a beer when he walks in uninvited in the house and start pointing his finger and preaching at my dad about the perils of alcohol. It's not going to happen. You know why? Because my dad doesn't have the same conviction. We're all in this place, have different things that we're battling on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to have to um, learn to respect one another's journey with the Lord and value the learning process that Holy Spirit gives. And honey, uh, if you're listening to me right now, you know who you are. You know what you're hearing. You're not the Holy Spirit. You, you might have the voice of the Lord and when he's back in you, but scripture does not teach what you're trying to control and manipulate. So we're going to have a conversation. You come at me with that kind of line of thought because I've seen the damage that legalism produces mm-hmm. versus the, the, the wonderfulness of relational theology produces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a balance in between those things. We want to, prefer and consider the other higher but yeah. we also need to as christians have the conversation and have the realness enough to know that just because somebody else is dealing with alcoholism doesn't mean they don't need the proper teaching that the bible teaches i don't need to go further than what the bible teaches out of fear i need to teach what the bible teaches there's a guy that i'm i'm walking with right now uh, he needs to be a teetotaler he needs to say, I need to stay away because in his past, he's had issues with that. And he has no problem with me saying that. I'm not going to say his name, but he has no problem with me saying. Mm-hmm. But I've also told him, I said, dude, here's my struggle. You see me with pizza in my hand? You come running and knock it out. Do not <laughs> let me eat that slice of pizza. And if, yeah. I, if I see you at one of my gigs and you got a beer in your hand, I'm, I'm pulling my gun. You know, we're not, we're not going to do this because we're, we're going to keep each other accountable. I respect his... He respects me. He also knows that I play in bars and people drink at that. He even knows that I take a drink every now and again. Doesn't bother him. It's the fact that he does not. I'm teaching him that moderation in other people's life. That's what the Bible teaches. In your life, you stay away from that. Why? Because you've you've not proven yourself trustworthy with that. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between those two lines of thought, isn't there? Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now, I think totally agree. I'm just going to say this. Um, like you said, it's an attitude of the heart. Mm-hmm. I don't think every one of these pastors are just trying to be, you do this. I think some of them actually have a heart and they want to protect because they have been there 
some of them have come out of alcoholism and drug addiction, so it's their conviction. And and some of them may have seen people that are in their church get on fire for the Lord and then fall back into that. So they're they're kind of wanting to create a bubble. Yeah, not. I mean, they're wanting to create a boundary. They they have the right heart in it. Are you sure? Yes, I think some of the pastors do. I, just, I think you're right. To generalize and say that all yeah. pastors that preach against alcohol are terrible, I, I'm not saying that. They just don't want to see their their sheep go back to where they came from. For the the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. I know, but they want power and love yeah. and a sound mind. But they but they see their the people that were in their church and they see them see them fade away and and, and into that then they're going to want to protect the ones that are there. Okay, let, let me, I'm going to I'm going to pursue this line of thought cuz I I totally understand where you're coming from as a mm-hmm. cuz I am a pastor. Yes. Um if if I take that I'm just stand, saying, I'm just saying. I, go ahead, Joanna. Go ahead, no, 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 Joanna. go ahead, Joanna, cuz you're but biting your tongue over there. That's the difference between preaching conviction versus preaching scripture. Hmm. I know, but they have you a have but to be you, careful. they have a heart some of them do. Some I hear of them you. just want to be right. legalistic. I, yeah. But there are pastors out there that, that want to, they, they have a heart to help their I, I get people. you. I, I think that a lot of times, and I, I see with parents all the time too, in the, in the name of not allowing their kids to have the same experiences that they've had, they shelter their kids away mm-hmm. from proper teaching mm-hmm. and they raise them up in legalistic teaching. And then there's a problem in their education. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't know how to say no because they've never had to. They've always been sheltered and not taught. And so it's like in the name of protection, I, I'm either going to teach what the Bible teaches yeah. or because I'm scared that they might follow the same path that I will, then I'm going to put them in a bubble. But I mm-hmm. my, my contention on there is because I understand the heart. I, I, I'm, man, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. I, I feel that fear a lot with people. When I start seeing problems in marriages and they start talking about the things that they're going through, I want to tell them, you know, all of these rules about how you're supposed to do these things and shelter them and say, well, listen, just come to the church and we'll meet every week and we'll have conversations for three hours so that we can get all the fighting out. But I'm not teaching them how to deal with anything. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm solving all of their issues. And it doesn't train them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't disciple them. I think in the name of convenience, pastors demonize substances instead of teaching discipleship. Mm. They are scared of the results of the thing versus teaching the adequate thinking towards the thing. Well, because mm-hmm. ex- some of them have experienced the results Right, of but not, just because you had that experience doesn't know, mean they will. I know. Right. And, and that fear of your experience happening to somebody else I'm not saying that there's not wisdom in love when approaching yeah. those things, but you need to teach what the Bible teaches. If you're a pastor, you don't need to teach your conviction. You need mm-hmm. to preach what the Bible says. Yep. It's not up. You're not God. How dare you go above and beyond what God is telling them to do? It, it just doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Now, that's just... It, Listen, this is the PT podcast. I am I am telling I'm just you telling you. No, it is not all it, pastors and it is hard not are legalistic. to legalistic. They to just want your... they just want to protect their flock. But is it, what's the what's the definition of legalistic though? Uh, um law over relationship. That's that's the definition of legalism. When the Pharisees looked at Jesus, 
But and I, and I, th this is where I'm I'm totally prepared to have these conversations because I've had so many conversations about this stuff. When they got on to Jesus about healing on the Sabbath, that's true. They were that was a legal that was a legalistic thing. Mm -hmm. thing. It got mad, and he goes, "Sabbath was made for man, not man mm -hmm. for Sabbath." What drove his decision to heal on the Sabbath? Love, love. love. He, it was in, what in, was the Pharisees' drive? to not see healing on the Sabbath. And the justification for a legalistic preacher, not all preachers are, I, I understand your point and your perspective. I get it. But legalism veils itself with a justification of I'm concerned for people's well-being. And so what the Pharisees were thinking was, if I allow him to heal on the Sabbath, then people won't take the rest that they're supposed to take. Mm. And they won't be able, so they will veil and justify their positions because they think that it's good for people. But any time that you're going above and beyond what Jesus or what the word of God teaches, mm -hmm. it's legal centered. It's it's surface versus relational. If your heart loves the Lord, you will not abuse those things. If you abuse those things, you can guarantee that Holy Spirit will correct you. Some pastors are so scared that people are going to get convicted and leave the church because their offering levels will drop or their attendance levels. I'm saying a lot of pastors, not every pastor. Yeah. Okay. But they're more concerned about those things. And so they, some of them are, they yes. neglect discipleship in the name of I'm, I'm going to protect my flock instead of teach my flock. And I think that thought pattern produces legalistic tendencies. It has for years. And in the fallacy, now, I'm not going to say that discipleship isn't messy. I mean, did Judas make it? He had the best teacher and the best pastor ever. But he still took things and matters in his own hand. Did Jesus fail? No. Judas failed. I think there's going to be, oftentimes, shepherds, even with the best heart. Mm -hmm. There's going to be failures in people's lives, and they're going to have to learn from them. Even Peter. Peter was one of the top dogs. He was one of the mm -hmm. closest friends of Jesus. He's still messed up. Mm -hmm. I think... We got to be not so concerned with the failures of the people because sometimes failing is the best course of action in their life. Failing forward, where I make a mistake, Holy right. Spirit corrects me, and then faithful are the wounds of a friend. I remember how much it hurt him, and I don't do that again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. when you don't have discipleship, and you're so protective that they don't ever experience those things mm -hmm. that they never learn. Uh, blessed, James, we're talking about this at church. James says, blessed is the man that perseveres under trial and and why is that because he learns in the process mm -hmm. of the failure of the the trial of the things that he's experiencing he's learning the value of the choices that he's making whether it be good or whether it be bad there's consequences for either one of those things and i would contend that god's not up there lightning bolting people because they had a drink no i would contend if somebody went too far and got drunk and 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 I would say that God's up there saying, Holy Spirit, let's let's convict heart, let's teach this person mm -hmm. the, the the line. Let let me bring people in their life to teach them the 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 appropriateness of alcohol in their life. And if nobody is doing it, if nobody is teaching it, if nobody and that's what's happening, I'd rather not talk about it and demonize it than teach the adequate place that it needs to be in the lives of the people. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is you have people that fall back into it. Mm-hmm. Because there's no teaching to tell them how to engage it. It's like sex. You remember us in sex in, in college. What You just don't look at a woman. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. You, God gave you a neck. If there's a beautiful woman, 
You don't look at them. Demonize the the looking. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you might fall into temptation. Mm-hmm. Well, dear face, the temptation's not evil. My gosh, women are supposed to be attractive. That's why God made them. Yep. Well, if I demonize the woman, then what happens? Yeah, I get you what you're saying. Yeah. There. Yeah. It's kind of like how I, you know, I grew up thinking alcohol so evil, evil, evil. Well, as soon as I got out from under my parents' roof, what's the first thing I did? Got drunk. Yeah, I got drunk. Oh wow! Like so drunk. I know. Me too. You know, I hate to say it, but sick. And so it's like sex. It was the same way with me. It, 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 yeah. Sex is evil. Sex is evil. And so what is what? What am I trying to figure out? I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, I got obsessed really? with sex as soon as yeah. I found out how great it was. I got obsessed with sex. I was looking for it everywhere. I was calling 900 numbers and looking for porn. And listen, I I became a hellion because what I found out was that what I heard about sex was Uh not true. Right. And if they're lying about that, I want to find out all about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so, it's like what? What else are they lying about? Well, let's right. let's try everything. Well, I, I didn't go I that figure, far, okay, but well, I, I did. I did say. I did say. <laughs> if sex isn't all bad, then there must be some pretty good stuff that's going on. So I, then we'll talk about that later on in the. That's a whole other podcast. Mm. But we got to wrap Famous this up. Words. But I, yeah. I would say, I would say that the balance of this thing is what that obviously we all are in agreement. With what the Bible says it says that drunkenness. Do not be drunk with yes, much wine. No, mm-hmm. Um, and, and why? No, because it, you're out of your head. You're not thinking mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. You're you're not representing the Lord with it. It's not something that is drunkenness is not is not good. The next right. part of this no. is what. But I can't take to the other extreme and say that you know all alcohol has an assignment on marriages and mm-hmm. breaking up of relationships and because well, the enemy's going to use whatever he can use. Shoot, he can use right. religion. Yeah, he will use religion. Oh, yeah. He will use. Uh, Use alcohol. How come we're not teetotaling religion then? Mm, Good question. I mean, religion, religion, quote, quote, religion is what scared my husband off from Mm. God. Not not pure religion, but religion as in the context of denominational Mm -hmm. barriers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, this is a great subject, and I'm pretty passionate, as if you couldn't tell, about how I feel about those things. I didn't get that at all. I didn't didn't get it. That's so crazy. Go ahead. He's Sorry. given us that annoyed look. I know. It's fun. <laughs> I feel, yeah. Um, so it's, we, we've got to draw those lines. And in, in our lives, and I'm talking to the podcast people here, um, I think that realism and relationship is so imperative today because people have seen fake surface church. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it turns them off. If you have to... If you have to fake your way, <laughs> the fake it till you make it is the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my goodness. I would mm. much rather see my grandfather. He laid that out to me. He goes, I remember having the conversation about um, people um, and the, the difference between how. And he, re, he told me one time a guy had come up after service. It, Grandpa had, had gotten emotional from the pulpit, and he talked about a struggle that he was having. And a guy walked up after service, and he was weeping. And he said, I've, I've been coming to this church for a few weeks, and I thought that you were going to be like every pastor that put on the, the the picture and stuff like that, and you were real, and you told me where you struggled. He said, I, I don't have any defense anymore. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 need, I need the same Jesus that you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he got saved. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's it's relational. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me coke. Uh-huh. 
It's it's absolutely the power of of Jesus. It's that's yeah. how mm-hmm. he disarmed the Samaritan woman. How he disarmed Nicodemus. It it mm-hmm. wasn't about his convictions. Yeah. It was about what he came to do, which was make this thing not about the sacrificial system, about being the sacrifice. Yes. And I I think that if he blazed that trail for us, we've got to walk in that trail. Mm-hmm. We've got to walk in that same heart. He didn't not drink. He didn't not heal on the Sabbath. He didn't not hang out with tax collectors. He went and talked to Samaritan people, and he touched lepers. I know, but uh-huh. man, they had COVID. Uh, they oh, yeah. <laughs> he touched people with COVID. <gasps> I didn't say that. All right, so mm-hmm. listen, I'm I'm really going to get in trouble. I am because I'm going to play. I'm going to play something. You're going to play a song. I, I have no permission to play. I do Uh-oh. not own this music, Shame. but I am totally fanboying right now over an artist, and I want to share it with the world. Justin Bieber, darling. No, no, no. no sorry, no, sorry. No, 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 sorry. No. It's that Cody dude. Cody Fry, dude. Cody Fry. Cody Fry. Like. Well, let's call him. I'm going to. I, 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 if he listens to this and he hears it, I just want to tell you, Cody. If if I need to pay you royalties to play this on my, I will absolutely <laughs> put it out of my pocket. You are, you're outstanding, outstanding musician. This is probably in the last 15, 20 years of my life. I I have looked for an artist that not only had content that I thought was magnificent content, but also the ability to write it's just it floors me it's inspiring to me and so that's why i want to share with you guys this song should be in my opinion in the last five years should be the song of the last five years because Hmm. it is so relevant to where people are at now you might not like his voice i don't care if you like his voice listen to the words and let it seep in i know we're all connected digitally this song is phenomenal it's called pictures of mountains it's by cody fry it's incredible check this out I sit in my car outside restaurants and bars Reading about what's inside I look up opinions about news and religion So I don't have to use my own mind I should call my friends But I read their posts instead Like dancing waltz with no partner Nobody's holding your hand Like singing duets as a solo The harmony's just in your head It's almost as if I have been everywhere Almost tasted the food, almost breathed in the air But nobody's heart ever pounded From that feeling of being surrounded by pictures of mountains People are messy and life can get heavy It's easier to keep it online Like checking the weather to see if it's better Instead of just going outside Pretend I'm unaware But the truth is that I'm scared Like dancing waltz with no partner 
That's a real piano. That had to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a real orchestra. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. Okay, now this guy arranges all of his songs, writes all of his own material, plays, does everything on logic first. Mm -hmm. Go and look at his stuff on Instagram. He'll he'll tell you how he did it, and he has one specifically devoted to Pictures of Mountains. This is not even the best song that he's ever done, although, good grief, it's great and so, so relevant. Good. So relevant. But he arranges all of his own orchestrations, and then he sends it off to another studio goes and 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 watches and, and produces all that stuff with it but the originality that exists in this young guy is outstanding and i i don't i don't fanboy i just don't <laughs> I, I if if you're not any good i'll tell you i don't think you're any good especially musically wise but i'm i'm totally fanboying uh, that <laughs> cody fry is I, I, I it's not a it's not an ungodly man crush, but I have a man crush on this writer, and I I want to be like Cody Fry when it comes wow. to arranging. That's an anointing for sure. He, oh, he's it's good. He's amazing. He's amazing. Go and check him out, Cody Fry. It's C O D Y F R Y. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him. He's, he started on um, on on Instagram and Facebook, and now he's on TikTok. He's real TikTok famous. Um, he does a lot of his um, uh, teachings about his songs and stuff like that. But um, it, it, don't take my word for it. Go listen to Caves and Underground. It's a single. And by far, one of the most, and he's going to deny it. He'll deny it all day. Um, I'm putting. I'm telling you right now, there is spirituality all over that song. You you listen to that song, listen to the words, and tell me it's not about a life that is saved by love. And it is amazing. It's amazing. He orchestrated all of it. So, um, all right. 
that's it. Uh, anybody else have anything else to say before we close out? We've gone long today, but that's okay. We haven't talked in a month. So right? we made up for lost time. Yeah, we made up for yeah, last time. Definitely. Um, and I think this conversation is something that needs to happen. Sure it does. Um, I think it's yeah. stuff that needs to happen at your own church. I think it's stuff that needs to happen with your own pastor. And I think you need to hold your pastor accountable. If you find that he's dabbling in legalism, I think it's okay to challenge each other and spur mm -hmm. one another onto relational theology. I think you need to respect their convictions. I don't yeah. think you need to tell them that they need to be doing what you're doing. But I absolutely think that as Christian people, we need to be spurring one another onto relationship with Jesus Christ and good works. Yeah. Um, so uh, let me say again how thankful we are for the opportunity to be able to enter your lives by way of this podcast. And I cannot tell you how honored we are that you made season one such a success. And I thank you for the messages about how you're missing us and how you're ready for us to come back. Um, I appreciate all that stuff. We're back. We'll be back for the next um, several weeks before we have to take another vacation. And you never know with, with all the stuff that's going around, if there have to be a break or something like that, or, or one of us not be here, but we, we really value your ears. We value your life and thank you for being a part of it. And also we want to thank Crossroads Community Church of Lindale for sponsoring this podcast and allowing us the opportunity to broadcast to you. And listen, if you have an idea for a podcast that you'd like to hear, please email me at tim at timletch.com. Um, and once again, that's T-I-M at Tim Letch, T-I-M-L-E-T-S-C-H.com. You Let need to say that faster. Tim, T-I-M <laughs> at T-I-M-L-E-T-S-C-H.com. Let me know what you would like to hear us talk about. How do you spell Tim? T-I-M. Is it... Is one M or two M? That's that Denison and education Steve? right there. All right. So <laughs> we went to the same college too. All right. We hope you join us next week. We're going to be talking about God's omniscience versus um, your free will. Um, does God limit his foreknowledge? Mm. Um, and really countering a popular line of thought in Calvinism. And I know that we're going to get some people not happy with us, but that's okay. Um, I'm not. Not too concerned about it. Hope you join us next week. Um, uh, I think we're going to have a good time. I'm I'm PT. This is Todd Bergen. This is Steve Howard. This is Joanna Grace. And if no one has told you, God loves you so much, and so do I. We hope you have a great, great week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.